0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello, welcome to session 217 of Selling the Couch. Uh, Today's podcast session is a solo one with yours truly, and I was thinking about what to do for this one, and actually I've been planning it out for some time, and one of the things that I, I did toward the end of last year was revamp my private practice website over at com, And the truth is, when I first started my private practice journey and thinking through what private practice even looked like, You know, folks kept telling me you need to have a good website, especially if you are private pay and if you're really going to be niching down. And you need to have a website that speaks to whoever your ideal client is. And what my ideal client is, it's undergone a lot of different iterations and just even a battle within my mind of of who do I want to serve, who who do I not want to serve. Part of this is because, I guess for me, you know, with everything that I, I do with selling the couch and some of the other things that I want for selling the couch. I find that the time that I can dedicate to private practice and particularly one-on-one clients is is limited because one, I I don't want to take on too many one-on-one clients. Um, I, instead I really want to focus on people that I feel like I can truly help and that I enjoy working with. And then I also just, I felt, I feel like, you know, these past years I've worked so hard to get away from a business model where it's where you're creating income with one-on-one time, right? And I've tried to just go to other things that I can scale a little bit better, where I don't have to be actively present. And so with private practice, because I am doing this in such a limited amount of time, I wanted to be very strategic in terms of who I served. And... Over these past years, what I've just, I guess, slowly and maybe uh, painfully have realized that my ideal client is actually someone like me. So someone maybe that's that has a growing business and has a growing influence, uh, particularly on social media, but struggles with uh, with stress and depression, especially as their business and influence grows. And so what I've tried to do is really think about what are the things that I struggle with? What are the things that, especially the things that I struggle with, maybe that I don't post online. And I I imagine just when I've had private conversations with friends who are also in the entrepreneurial space, they've mentioned a lot of these things. And so I try to put what I have felt and what they expressed into words. And so what I wanted to share today is just three of the realizations that I had in just revamping this and my private practice website, and uh, it may be helpful again just to check out the actual website, um, just so to help you follow along, because some of this stuff I'm just gonna be like, oh, this is why I did this. So again, that's over at melvinbergies.com. So when you first go on the website, naturally you'll you may end up on the home page, and this is kind of the first thing that I really, really focused on. I wanted to think about, you know, what would be the first thing that my ideal clients would see when they came onto my private practice website? You know, I know that you guys, have you've seen this where, you know, you may go to a private practice website and it just, it looks very artificial, right? Counseling, services, blah, blah, blah. What I instead wanted to do was I wanted... Anyone that visited my website to feel a certain way, to feel like they were understood, and to feel like I wanted them to emotionally connect with my website. And so what I did was at the very top, and in case you're uh, wondering, I used uh, Divi, the Divi theme, which is from Elegant Themes. It's something that I use both, that theme is what I use for both Selling the Couch and my private practice website. At the very top, of my website, I I just said, hi, I'm Dr. Melvin Bergese, clinical psychologist, successful entrepreneur, husband and dad. And the reason that I put every one of those words, it was very strategic, right? And very intentional and very purposeful. I did the hello, I'm Dr. Melvin Bergese, Like, you know, I, I just wanted to make people feel welcome, you know? And there's a picture of me to the left of where I've kind of written this. And I describe who I am in terms of my profession. I wrote the word successful entrepreneur because I want them to know that I'm more than just a psychologist. I'm actually a business owner and I have a whole other business besides the private practice where I try to live out, you know, a lot of what I'm sharing on the website. And then I I, I also wrote husband and dad because part of it was I wanted to speak especially to entrepreneurs who are struggling to navigate the multiple roles that they may find themselves in as their business and as their influence grows. And uh, I, the next part of this section was something that I thought a lot about. And what I wanted to do is I felt like words have power. And with every word that I used, I wanted my client to feel like something was not it wasn't that something was wrong with them. And now they're on a counseling site trying to figure out what's wrong with them. But it's more I wanted them to understand that this is the you know, the nature of entrepreneurship is very unique, right? There are these natural ebbs and flows, these ups and downs. And we're naturally not really wired to handle that. And I wanted my website and and the services that I provide to be a place where people could could feel like I understood them. So what I wrote is, I'll just share right now. I, I wrote, "We move the world, but the pressure can be relentless as our business and influence grows. Let me help you manage it well." So we move the world. So I, I wanted, you know, for my ideal folk are these entrepreneurs who are our big visionaries, right? But the pressure can be relentless as our business and influence grows. And I was, I actually used the word relentless, and I. I went through like a couple of thoughts around like what words should I use? The pressure can be overwhelming, but overwhelming just didn't feel as like gripping enough, I guess. And I used the word relentless just because it, to me, when I think of the word relentless, I almost think of like waves in an ocean that are like repeatedly like hitting, like it doesn't kind of stop, right? And so I wanted people when someone read that to be like, oh my gosh, that is what it feels like for me. And then underneath those words, I actually, this is something I've never done, and this is a new kind of iteration, but I did a a little button and it says watch the video. And so I actually just recorded a quick little video. I think I'll eventually get something like professionally done, but I actually just turned on a, a webcam and just recorded a video just to say, hey, you know, I'm Melvin, I'm, I'm so glad you're here on the website. Here's who I work with. And here's what you can do to schedule an appointment. If you think we're a good fit for one another. And then on that page, I have ample space, or I have ample room to do to, ample buttons to schedule a free consult. So right underneath that, there's a schedule a free console button, there's a The menu on my website has a button and the menu, the really cool thing is with Divi, the menu floats. So even as you scroll down, you can always, the menu kind of floats with you. So people can schedule a free consult whenever they want. And so this whole, we move the world, but the pressure can be relentless as our business and influence grows. Let me help you manage it well. It's actually rooted in science and I will link To a TED Talk on the show notes page, which you can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 217. But this is a TED Talk that I I recommend you watch. It's an older TED Talk. It's if you you just go to TED.com and look up or if you just do a Google search of Simon Sinek, S-I-M-O-N and then S-I-N-E-K. And the title is How Great Leaders Inspire Action. And there's a lot of like really, really good thoughts around just sort of messaging and marketing in this 18-minute re- talk. Uh, but one of the lines that really stood out to me is that Simon says is, people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do but people buy why you do it. And so with my private, with especially with that homepage, what I wanted to do was, you know, I didn't, so if somebody, if my message was, if it's all about what I do, I provide counseling to entrepreneurs that are struggling with depression as their business grows, right? And so what I did is, especially on the video, I spoke a lot about why I do it, right? Because for me, this is something that I have struggled with. I have struggled with stress, and I've struggled with depression. And I have struggled to be an introvert and try to exist in this world where, you know, it feels like sometimes I wonder, like, what am I doing in this, this world where I'm so public, right? And so I really wanted to speak to them. And so again, I'll link to that, that TED talk for you. So the the second thing I did um, again on my main I for right now I just did it primarily on just the homepage, but I used a lot of quotes, uh, or actually two quotes, and one of them is from Tim Ferriss, the other is from Brad Feld. Of course, we can't use testimonials from pastor or or current clients um, if you're you know practicing traditional psychotherapy, right? So what I instead did is I pulled quotes about entrepreneurship and mental health from folks that I felt like really resonated, right? And part of my reason for for pulling the two quotes that I did was one, I wanted it normalized that the entrepreneur journey is really hard and it really is just an emotional roller coaster. And if you're struggling, like it's okay. Like everyone struggles, right? And so I pulled those quotes in. And again, you can find those on the main homepage. And so that's using quotes. I try to be really strategic about those. And then the final thing that I did was, and I wanted to spend kind of the majority of my time remaining time here is I created specialty pages within, right? So I realized that even though I wanted to work with this specific niche, what I really wanted to work with was three specific types. So I labeled my three specialty pages founder depression, the second was entrepreneurs from alcoholic and or dysfunctional families, and then the third one is CEO stress. And so those are sort of my three sub-niches within this bigger space of working with entrepreneurs who are struggling with stress and depression as their business and influence grows. And when I wrote these, um, I actually want to give a shout out to Kelly and Miranda from Zidimi.com who through their business bootcamp, like really outlined this really well in in a format. And so what I did is I basically took like the format they recommended. And then I made up, you know, I made my words up according to my niche. So I wanted to just read them out to you because I felt like maybe this is the most helpful way. So with founder depression, that was kind of the the main one. And I on the menu page, I try to like, kind of place them in terms of what I thought was like, you know, people are most presenting with or might resonate the most with. So for Founder Depression, I wrote this, it's an emotional roller coaster. I blurted that sentence out to a friend who asked me recently what it's like to be a company founder. Our mood goes up one moment when we hit our sales goals or when we finish a new project. As our companies grow grow and profits increase, most founders also become masters at putting on a confident face for for the world. But how you feel on the inside is a different story. You're exhausted and you question decision after decision. Every night you try to sleep, but your mind races all over the place, sprinting from sales funnels to improving conversions to what you could have done differently. The gift to think 10 steps ahead as a founder is getting in your way. Deep inside, you're terrified people would discover the real you, messy, imperfect, and definitely not the highlight reel other entrepreneurs post on Instagram or a live stream. Now imagine a life where you're getting sleep and bursting with creative energy the next day. Imagine that every mistake doesn't crush your soul and make you wonder if you should go back to the 9 to 5 grind. Imagine moving forward with your dreams, even though you're terrified. Imagine you're in charge of your roller coaster. Fear and doubt are just along for the ride. Imagine you're in charge of your roller coaster. Fear and doubt are along just for the ride. My friend Namrata came up with that. Nam, shout out to you. Thank you for helping me with that. And so at the end of the page, what I did was um, I had just a very simple call to action for a 20-minute consult with me. And I did the same thing. So I did a write-up and then I had just a very simple call to action, nothing fancy. I, you know, I wasn't, you know, here's how you schedule a console with me. Here's my latest blog post. Here's how to follow me on social media. I just kept it really simple because one of the things I've learned is, you know, if you give people too many options at the end of. A call to action, usually what ends up happening is people don't take make a decision at all. And especially for our clients, like it takes so much courage and bravery to reach out in the first place. And the last thing we need to be doing is trying to overwhelm them with more and more options. So the second one is my sub-niche is entrepreneurs from alcoholic or dysfunctional families. And so what I wrote is something like this. You're proud of the business you've built but lately you've been feeling more stressed, sad, and angry. How you react to things has gotten more extreme and confusing. You snap one moment, shut down the next, and feel overwhelmed by even small decisions. You isolate yourself and drink more. You're intimidated by other influencers and wonder how they have it all together when you're barely treading water. You say yes to things without even thinking it through because you don't want to disappoint people. You take criticism personally. You feel guilty when you set boundaries and stand up for yourself. You're brutally hard on yourself and analyze and reanalyze every decision. You've been called bipolar and in private moments you wonder if you really are. But in other moments you realize that the family you grew up in and the dysfunction that you dealt with bleeds into your business. Maybe you grew up in a home with the parent who drank. The majority of the time things were fine Even your friends and their parents admired your perfect home. But then there were the episodes, fits of binge drinking by a parent, yelling, or violence that caught you off guard and made you scared for your life. And more often than not, the next day, everyone pretended like nothing had happened. Over time... Your body and mind learned to anticipate these to protect yourself, and now you notice that as an entrepreneur, your mind is constantly on hyperdrive, trying to anticipate the next fire to put out, even if there isn't really one, or it could be better dealt with by a team member. It's exhausting. Now imagine running your business where decisions are not based on how you grew up, Imagine getting a great night of sleep, waking up eager to take on the day's challenges. Imagine a mind that can be clear and focused when needed, but relaxed otherwise. Imagine feeling confident in the decisions you make, knowing that you have the skills and resources to handle any challenges that arise. And then I just said, I help entrepreneurs with growing businesses and influence work through the pain of childhood trauma and alcoholism. I'm familiar with ACOA. Even after our first session, you'll be able to implement what we learned and see patterns you've likely never seen before. Over time, you'll feel more at peace and confident. My hope for you is that you build a business that you truly love and make decisions that are authentic to what you want. If you're ready to move from hopeless, angry, frustrated, and frustrated to confident, content as an entrepreneur, please contact me for a consult. And then there's just a a simple call to action for a consult. So if you notice that one, there's a subtle difference between this write-up, but What I basically did is um, I tried to uh, highlight, like I tried to go into like a specific scenario and just highlight the emotions and the thoughts that were going on. And then I tried to imagine a contrast to that, right? What would it be like instead if you were trying to do this? And then I established some authority right? And then I reinforce the, you know, if you're ready to make that transformation from feeling this way to this way, then please reach out. And then, The final one I wanted to do is CEO stress. And uh, this is one that I, you know, I I know that CEOs of companies, right, they face unique challenges. And so I I wrote this one. So it's uh, called the CEO stress. You love your business. It's been amazing to see a tiny idea grow into a full-fledged company with you leading it into the future. Yet as a CEO, you never imagined that business growth would bring so much pressure and overwhelm lately you've been feeling sad, worried, and frustrated. You even have a headache right in your temple that doesn't ever seem to go away. It feels like all you do is put out fires. You miss the old days where you could just create and didn't have the pressure to manage and make what feels like weighty decision after decision. You watch your company grow, yet inside there's a part of you that feels like you're disconnected from it. In private moments, you wonder if it was a such a good idea to build this out and whether you're really cut out for this. You've reached out to mentors, but even their suggestions just don't seem to help what you feel inside. And talking to loved ones, their intent is good, but they don't seem to understand the pressure you're under. You know you're a competent CEO. After all, you've grown your business to the success it is, but you don't feel like it lately and don't want to end up bitter, depressed, burnt out, and back to the nine to five grind. I help founders with practical tools and strategies to help navigate the stress of transitioning from a solopreneur to a CEO. Having grown my own company to just me to a five-person remote team, I understand the new level of stress that business growth brings. I believe that our sessions should be practical versus you just talking about your feelings. Even after our first session, you'll be able to implement what we've learned. Over time, you'll feel reconnected and purpose-driven. You'll be able to make decisions with calm. Sure, stress will be there, but you'll feel more confident in your ability to handle it all. I wanted to especially highlight that line, sure, stress will be there, because I didn't ever want to like make false promises, right? Because the reality is when you're leading a company, stress is like everywhere, right? It's more how you handle the stress is, is what's going to make the difference. Okay, I'm back to the reading. My hope for you is that you feel reconnected with a part of you that, fe- that felt pure joy as your company grew. If you're ready to move from stress to calm, uh, stress to a calm and collected CEO, please contact me for a consult. So those are what I've kind of done. You know, it's been it's been neat writing these up because I feel like when, as I wrote each of these specialty pages, I became like more and more excited to work with to work with each of these populations. And yeah, and it just. That's. Uh, I don't think I've anything else particularly insightful that after that, but um, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Just to give you a little bit of an inside look at some of the things that I've been doing on my private practice website. If you're an STC directory member and you're interested, we actually just are wrapped up a Q and A where I actually went into my. We did like a whole video thing where I look at. We all looked at my private practice website, and I went a lot deeper into some of these things. If you're not a STC directory member and you want to check it out, you can join over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. Again, show notes to today's page can be found over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 217. And finally, as we wrap up, I got a few, again, I mentioned this at the beginning, but I used the elegant themes, specifically the Divi theme for my private practice website. I love that theme because I feel like it combines the easiness of like dragging and dropping stuff without like, I don't know, complicated coding language. And yeah, and I felt like it was it was easy to put together. If you are interested in checking out Divi, I encourage you to check get the lifetime access plan. It's a little more expensive. I remember when I bought it and I think it's around that now still. It's like mid 200s, but you literally get lifetime access to the theme and any updates on the theme, you get a whole bunch of other like plugins and a bunch of stuff. So that's the one that I have. And if you'd like to support the blog, you can purchase it through sellingthecouch.com forward slash Divi. And that's an affiliate link, just full transparency. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye.